Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Roger. Ready to move out. Okay. There we are. There we are. Got to get the set in. You know, when we used to own a church at Mark 1. I recall. Uh, I got a pair of stickly chairs out of the building before it uh, fell apart. Nice. So my desk chair is this 100-year-old arts and crafts, very, very rigid, yet surprisingly comfortable. And let's see. If you can see, there's its mate. Nice. In the corner. Yeah. So, yeah, it's surprisingly comfortable for looking like, you know, an uptight Victorian type of thing. <laughs> so you're probably more comfortable than my my aluminum Ikea chair that I'm sitting in. Uh, yeah. it, the one I'm in needs to be re-glued. So it's a little squeaky. It, it, I can hear it, yeah. It, oh, if you can hear it, then we're going to have no problem with the audio tonight. <laughs> Sweet. So guess what? What? Our little podcast turns 18 tonight. Oh my gosh. Let's take it out to vote. <laughs> yeah, we can't take it out to drink yet. That's in about a month and a half. It'll be old enough to drink. Then we'll be real in real trouble. I want to I want to <laughs> play like Alice Cooper songs throughout, but I'm sure we'd get, get a notice to cease and desist. So we'll just say it's 18 and we like it. 18 and we like Hey, uh, T Public took down, like if you type in Batman 66, nothing comes up oh they i mean yeah apparently i guess in i don't know, anticipation that everyone's gonna rush out and buy dc stuff now that the snyderverse came out that they they're just like let's clamp it down it's all official merchandise from here on out clamp it down so it's funny that's really <laughs> yeah oh because i was like I was like, they took down my little cartoon illustrations. Screw them. Batman. Bam. <laughs> and it's like 10 designs came up, but I was like, whoa. Wow. And they just have Superman, nothing. Yeah. And they just haven't gotten to those yet. No, they they I think DC just went nuts and and just anything that was DC related is gone. Yikes. Well, we we tried. We tried doing friends on our copyright, so. <laughs> Yeah, we sold one or two before. Release the Snyder Cut the T-shirt is actually doing very, very well. The one we made? The one that we made. With Darkseid? Like, with Darkseid, yeah. It's sold like four or five since nice. the... Uh, yes. Oh, and we've made our, our first hundred bucks. Sweet. Yeah. We're it 100. only took three months. We're hundred airs. Right on. Cheers to us. All right. Mostly to so, you. That's mostly you're doing. Yeah. Let, well, I think we should pimp the... Uh, release the Snyder Cut shirt. <laughs> yes, I think you're right. That seems like a good time to do it. So if you're just tuning in, go to slurptoast.com. There's a link to Slurp Shop at the top of the page. That takes you to our uh, T Public store. We have a really cool t-shirt uh, design with uh, Darkseid um, demanding that the Snyder Cut be released, which is timely as today's show, because I know that's one of the things on our agenda to talk about today. Yeah, so go buy that. 
Yeah. Support by two. <laughs> buy, buy a lot. Artists. Buy them. Buy them for your entire family. I, if if you've got that kind of family, absolutely. Yeah. Or even if you don't, we don't care mm-hmm. as long as the money clears. Um, <laughs> so let's start out with with the Snyder Cut. I guess um, we you were can. gonna. You haven't seen it. <laughs> I don't have HBO Max. Ah, well, um, we were supposed to have a guest but to discuss this with us, uh, but uh, he backed out at the last minute. Okay. Got got his invitation revoked, depending on how you want to look at it. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, uh, the Snyder Cut came out last Wednesday, I think. Wednesday, Thursday. It was Thursday because we watched it Thursday. Yes. We were on vacation and I had to sit through the Snyder Cut. Oh, we, went to, we went to Galveston to get away and look at some different walls for a few days over spring break. And, uh, and uh, yeah, so we started the Snyder Cut at nine o'clock Thursday night. Oh, no. Oh, yes. It oh, was no, no, no. <laughs> Say that some more because that's, that's a good way to start this. Oh. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, so Snyder Cut, four plus hours long. I think it was two o'clock before I got in bed. Not before I had a nap, but before I got to bed. <laughs> so I will give it one thing over the original cut of Justice League. It is way longer. That's the one thing I'm willing to assess. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting for a week. To like, that. Hey man, it's a movie. <laughs> it exists. Um, all right, well, I guess I'm doing this solo then. So let's see the good, the bad, and the ugly of the Snyder cut. Um, we did actually get to see some fourth world action, which as we've discussed pretty much at length, um, I'm a big fan of. We actually got to see dark side, Desaad, and very briefly our, our personal favorite granny goodness. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was kind of a circle jerk in the whole grand scheme of things because it was still just Steppenwolf on Earth. Uh, but he looked like Steppenwolf redesigned by Rob Liefeld because his armor had all these like breathing pointy things on it. Every time you breathe, some of the armor would move and points would pop up and go down and pop up and go down. So, um, that was a thing that happened. Feet? They had feet? He did have feet. So, so he was not hiding behind rocks and clouds the entire time. Um, the, uh, the reason for the length, and by the way, spoilers, kids, because I'm just going all in on this, because, you know, uh, they forced origin stories. They were, like, very, like, like, thumbnail origin stories of some of the lesser-known characters in the original cut. We got, like, a fuller-length origin of Flash. We got a fuller-length origin story of Cyborg. <laughs> Um, the sequence with Wonder Woman foiling the uh, robbery at the top of the movie was a lot longer. It was pretty cool. It had a pretty groovy choreography. I did like that part. Um, we got uh, Martian Manhunter, who was the mystery. Oh. Um, he showed up a couple of times to no great ultimate effect, but they did get him in the movie twice. Mm-hmm. Um and see when you talk about spoilers i'm of the opinion that everybody who's going to see it has already seen it by now i think i agree with you um and even some of us who didn't initially want to but um (laughs) yeah i'm not sure that i felt like it added anything substantive to the dceu 
It okay. was um, it was an exercise in um, overkill. There was no reason for that movie to be four hours long. There just wasn't. It is yeah. because Zack Snyder can't. Zack Snyder to me is like Tim Burton, who can do fantastic visuals, but would not know how to salvage a story. I mean, if he's sitting there going, here's a plot point that makes sense and advances everything, or there's this really cool off-the-wall visual, I'm going with the visual. Well, and the other thing, I think they could have tightened it up uh, by about an hour if they cut out of the slow motion sequences. Because <laughs> <laughs> if it could be in slow-mo, it was in slow-mo. And why Does is it the, need to be in slow-mo? Why is the Flash running in slow motion? I don't get that. <laughs> it's an antithetical to the character. Now, when Superman is like fighting the entire Justice League and he does like, you know, the bullet time, I can see you, Flash, that makes sense because then you're visualizing him seeing the Flash. But just to have the Flash going, doing the $6 million man run, I don't <laughs> know why that was necessary. I want to see Flash mm. in point A and then I want to see Flash in point B. I don't need to see him running between. Did. Did he come with lightning effects though when he ran? Uh, there was something. I don't okay. remember. Um, can you can see what an impression it made on me. We still have uh, an <laughs> Affleck's brooding CrossFit Batman, though he did have a little sense of humor to him in a couple of scenes, which was a nice change, as we've discussed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Superman wore the black suit. Oh, so basically it, it was – the, the Snyder cut or the fan service cut? Which one? Oh, it? It, I, is there any difference? Really? No, there really isn't. <laughs> and and they ch- and, and and they changed the uh, inter interplay between uh, Deathstroke and Lex Luthor on the yacht at the end of the movie, as opposed to Luthor hinting at the formation of the Legion of Doom. He tells Deathstroke that Batman is Bruce Wayne. Now, how he knows this? I don't know. I don't remember if there was some point in. Was Jake Gyllenhaal in the movie? Because, you know, he did do the Spider-Man thing with. <laughs> <laughs> I think they saw, hey, this could work. Oh, wait, we're not getting to make more of these? Damn. Okay. Uh, so, and I will tell you the best part of the movie. Yeah. Uh, and you'll see it eventually, I, I assume, somehow. Uh, but uh, was the post credit sequence, which wasn't just a, you know, like a Marvel style post credit sequence. It was. Um, it was longer. It was it was the flash forward to the whatever they're calling it, the nightmare future where Batman is walking oh, around. The flash in trench. One? Yeah, the flat where Batman's got the trench coat and the goggles. Well, it turns out. Um, no. Anyway, it's the one that he kept dreaming, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they 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 flesh that out, and that's where Jared Leto's Joker shows up, wearing Heath Ledger's makeup, um, for reasons I don't no tattoos anymore so apparently in the future tattoos just go away um but the, the <laughs> they're this ad hoc team they show they show things setting up they show dark side skewering aquaman on his five-pointed trident uh wonder woman on a funeral pyre with uh, coins on her eyes a couple other things to, to sort of set in motion what has happened to get us to this point um and we we, we see the whole team is it consists of batman uh, Deathstroke with a mohawk, uh, a version of Cyborg, 
uh, Flash wearing the really weird armor he wore in Batman versus Superman when he flash pointed to the future or the past, whichever way it goes. Okay. And and Mira carrying the trident. And they're marching to, I presume, Gotham. I don't, and the Joker. The Joker's on the team for so he can torment Batman about all the people that have died in his arms. So okay. uh, this is this is happening and the you can't quite tell if the implication is that he is dark side or if, and there's a there's a there's a scene where dark side puts his hand on superman's shoulder so you don't know if it's batman or if it's superman or dark side or a combination that they're going to war with but that's sort of the big the big payoff to that sequence and it was probably the best part of the whole movie uh because it was new and, and not in slow-mo <laughs> exactly and it, it was it wasn't okay we've seen all of this before you're just adding more chaff to the week that was pulled out of it it was something different <laughs> and infinitely would have probably be a more interesting movie uh as an else world thing but uh yeah so that's my take on the snyder cut is it worth four hours of your life no if you're a completist are you gonna see it probably are you gonna enjoy it <laughs> hard to say <laughs> Well, as you say, most of the folks I've been seeing online love it, but they, I think they were predisposed to. They were gonna they were gonna like it no matter what. Right. I mean, it would have had to have been absolute horrible for them to have been like, "Oh, I can't believe we waited for this." And see, I'm not even sure at that point they would have done it. Um, they were so invested in it being it existing and being what they hoped it would be. I think I likened them to QAnon last pet podcast. There's no way you would have uh, changed their minds. And I'm living proof because uh, as we discussed, my youngest son, who was, who was the guest who is no longer with us um, is a, is a cutter, a Snyder cutter. Um, and uh, he doesn't like it when I call him that. Uh, I like that though. That's it's very, it's very apropos, apropos. Thank you. And no sooner was it over. Uh, or maybe it was the next morning. Cause I got up and went to bed, uh, but the next morning he was like, have you seen, there's always already a hashtag res- restored the Snyderverse," And I'm like, really? Can, you guys are never it, happy. Let it go. It's over. Move on. It's not happening. You've got your Snyder cut. That's all you're getting. <laughs> and you know why? Because the next phase is here and it no longer involves Zack Snyder. It involves Dwayne the Rock Johnson. If you My smell God. what DC is using, is, oh fuck, I screwed it up. If you smell what <laughs> DC is cooking, damn it, I screwed it up. Well, no, I, uh, I was going to say they, they, they need to unwind or they – did you know Jim Lee is now put in charge of like all creative over DC? I saw that and it terrifies me. I believe I, I, I stole your line about Jack Kirby as a writer. He's a hell of an artist. <laughs> <laughs> and somebody goes, well, that's because carts comic books are a graphic medium. You know, he you know, basically saying, of course he's a good artist. And, and that's why, you know, it's like what his stories are so dynamic I am the goddamn Batman. I guess that's more Frank Miller, but still, you know, it's, it's kind of like, no, if you, if you were to read some of his image stuff with a critical eye, uh, that stuff was awful. It wasn't until they brought in real writers that any of those titles became readable. Right. And that's a conversation you and I have had for years about the line guys. That was the other thing. Go ahead. I was, was going to say, that's another thing about Jim Lee's art is that um, when it first came out, it was very dynamic, very bold. 
But uh, in much the same way that John Byrne kind of coasting that John Byrne has like very typical poses and very typical staging that Jim Lee's got in that same sort of, uh, for lack of a better word, rut. I, I don't find his artwork dynamic. I find it kind of busy, quite frankly. And I think there's a difference. Um, I so often that. the characters get lost in the, in the, the background. Stuff going on behind him. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There's, there's too much background and not enough foreground work. Um, so, yeah, I'm a little worried about – but the flip side to that concern is did you see the casting news for DCEU today? Oh, yeah. Uh, James Bond is Dr. Fate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I kind of dig Pierce Brosnan as Dr. Fate, and I really want to see Pierce Brosnan on the screen with The Rock. Okay. Because it's going to be in the Black <laughs> Adam movie. Well, that could be fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I saw somebody said DC's collecting James Bond or is collecting Bonds because they got him now, and they've got Timothy Dalton in Doom Patrol, um, which I I need I would like to see because I've only heard good things about that show. Okay, um, I got season one from Warner Brothers for review. Remind me, I'll send it to you or send you. Okay. I think I have it up. I think I have it saved on the cloud and I'll send you the password. And All right, cool, watch cool, it. Cool. Yeah. That, it's worth watching for sure. I haven't watched season two yet, but uh, my, my cutter um, who's also a big Ger- Gerard way chemical romance fan is, is all in on, on uh, doom patrol and umbrella. umbrella Academy. Academy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now so, umbrella Academy. I picked up cause the artists uh, uh, crap, the, the, the brothers anyway. Yeah. Um, have a really cool style. It's kind of a little Mignola, you know? Okay. And so I picked up the first Umbrella Academy based on the art. Um, and I got to say, it's not bad. I was surprised. I ended up reading them uh, just before the first season of Umbrella Academy came out. And I enjoyed them. I thought the series was pretty good. I mean, it's above average for a Netflix show. Oh, yeah. I, and kind of like Doom Patrol, I just haven't had a chance to sit down with that level of commitment to watch season two when I need <laughs> to, uh, just to see where it goes from there. Oh, yeah. I've, I've been there now. Babe is a big Umbrella Academy fan. Big fan of Klaus. Oh. <laughs> Center is kind of like that's a the monkey man. No, that's oh. the. Uh, Oh, that's Klaus. the talks to the dead guys. Yes. Oh, she and my son would get along famously. Oh, we got to keep them apart. <laughs> yeah. She's just like, oh, Klaus is my favorite. He's like got a cult and he's got, the, you know, it's like, hey, oh. you may need to check on that. Keep an eye on it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, quick Moon Knight update because I have a little yeah. one. So mm-hmm. I saw footage yesterday. There They showed this little tiny snippet online of, uh, Oscar Isaac training to be Moon Knight. So he's in in uh, martial arts training to become the Fist of Khonshu. So we have that to look forward to. Yes, I, I, I saw that as well. And then somebody who, I, I, I don't know, who, you know, because somebody's like, hey, that's pretty cool. It looks like there'll be action like the Daredevil thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And then somebody goes, I saw bits of this fighting style and that fighting style and this fighting style and all of them. And I'm like, I'm willing to bet that you don't, didn't and that those are just the words you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah I you, saw a little Krav Maga and some jiu-jitsu and some ninjutsu and uh, some sushi and <laughs> sasumi. Teri- there was, I, he did a lot of teriyaki at the end. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of teriyaki and some umami to kind of just wrap it all up, you know. <laughs> a little mama say, mama sa, mama kusa. I don't know. 
Maybe some Chumbawamba. Anyway. <laughs> when you get the black belt in Chumbawamba, then you can do some Watch tub. Out. Then you can do some tub thumping. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Because I like read this kid's thing and I was like, really? You you really picked out those fighting styles. Okay. See, I watch from- those. I've I've trained in a couple of different fighting styles and I can't pick them out and I've tried Krav Maga and I've tried Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and I'm too fucking old to do Brazilian Jiu Jitsu my, my don't, I don't move that way anymore but you can't pick that out when it's that fast and, 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 and even in just those little snippets I mean you yeah. know I, unless, I unless like, you're unless you're like you know I guess maybe Joe Rogan he might be able to pick them out because that's what he does but um, that, otherwise that, I, and, that and weed but you know yeah, <laughs> and I'm and I'm leaning toward your your online commenter being more into the weed than the Joe Rogan, uh, but that's just me. That's right. Hey, four twenty, I get my second shot for the uh, Moderno. So, oh, you've already gotten one. I already got one. Nice, nice. I yes. can't can't find one in Texas. And Monday they open it up to the entire population, so I'm never Good going to get luck. one. We were in we were in Galveston over the weekend, and we were. When I sent you the picture of the uh, of the Moon Knight thing the other day, uh-huh. we were we're sitting out in front of the, the little comic book shop we found on the on the seawall, oh, nice. and we got this alert, and Galveston County had some some uh, some vaccines available for Sunday, and we were like, well, we should register, and then we we're like, what if it's a two shot one, and then we have to drive back to Galveston to get the second <laughs> shot because can we get the second shot in in the county we live in if we're not? I mean, how does that work? I don't know, and then we ended up talking for so long we missed the window to get registered in any event, so. Because it just couldn't work the logistics out. I'm going to drive four and a half hours to get the second, essentially nine hours to get the second shot. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. No. no I, I did my first shot. and When did you get it? Uh, last Thursday. Nice. So, yes. I, I get, you know, they, they, you go in, they give you the shot. You have to sit for 15 minutes in case you have a reaction, right? Right. Because so they don't there. know what's in it. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> The nanobots might just, you know, never mind. You know, I've got, I got, I, I got peeps on Facebook who are like, oh, it's, it's gene therapy. And a friend of mine who's like a huge, well, one of them is a bioscientist and the other one's a big science nerd. They're both like, you're wrong. You're dead fucking wrong. They're like, oh yeah. And they post this article. And I, of course, replied with, oh, so the answer to that joke, what do you call the guy who graduates last in medical school? Here he is. <laughs> <laughs> Still call him doctor. Still call him doctor. But yeah, he's he's talking about it being a form of gene therapy and rewriting your DNA. And like my friends are just like, no, that okay. is they absolutely Even untrue. if they wanted to, they didn't have that kind of time. Exactly. I mean, yeah. <laughs> We're all being guinea pigged. I mean, let's be honest. Some of us will turn into lizard people. The others, I don't know, lizard fodder. <laughs> Eloy, wow. Morlocks, whatever. <laughs> yes. Uh, so so anyway, I'm, I'm looking forward to my second shot on 420 and nice. hopefully the arrival of superpowers. That would be sweet. Which, which superpower would you hope for? I, you know, I was trying to figure that one out. Um, and yes. I, I couldn't decide. Because we never did get our, you know, puberty-related mutations we were promised. So... I'm looking for the, 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 the wacky science experiment gone awry powers at this point. Exactly. That means you can get up with like a Reed Richards thing. Uh, 
and everything stretches. Whoa. <laughs> no wonder Sue's always smiling. Takes a Viagra and he just like that the whole time. He just <laughs> hard as Ben Grimm. Uh, <laughs> Twice as long. What? Twice as long. <laughs> oh, I'm burning Thankfully. hotter than Johnny. There we go. <laughs> Fantastic four sex jokes, ladies and gentlemen. Ooh, thank you. It's a new low or high, whichever. <laughs> well, uh, so we were also going to talk about Falcon, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. We kind of were right up on the cusp of talking about uh, the MCU after the DCEU. And mm-hmm. so tell me what you thought of it. I watched it last night. I'm going to let you go first. Okay. Thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I mean, and it's kind of funny because like WandaVision, I had zero expectations. And it met them and surpassed them, you know. <laughs> it met your very low bar. It did. It did. I, I mean, it just, I, I, I don't find Vision and Wanda to be the linchpin of anything, you know? Right. They're always the six or seven of the seven in the Avengers. They're the beeline or the C story, whichever one, you know. Right. And, and, and that to me is kind of the level that they're at. So somebody says, why did they get a series? And it's like, because they ain't going to support a movie. That's why. That's it. Pretty much. And this way they can get a trilogy's worth of material <laughs> for hopefully a fraction of the cost. Well, yeah. I mean, it makes sense for those, those characters on that level. I love the, the idea of doing this with characters, you know, that can't support a movie. Great. Let's do, let's try something different with Wanda in the vision and mm-hmm. Bucky and the Falcon and yes, Moon Knight. Which I, <laughs> I keep calling Falcon in the snowman, but <laughs> I know it's not right. But <laughs> wait, wait. Sean Penn movie, wasn't it? Sean yeah, Penn and so. Timothy Hutton. Yes, <laughs> yeah. espionage. So it's in the same ballpark. It's, uh, it's really close. It could work. <laughs> um, but no, I, I, the first episode was uh, way more interesting than I thought it would be because I really had no desire to see the Falcon and the Snowman. I just didn't think it was going to work, and I can't fix that. It's in, wired into my brain now. It's just what going to come out that way. It's fine. We have a thing. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, but no, I, I really actually enjoyed it and, and was like, wow, this is something. I wasn't sure it was going to be something. Yeah, I'm curious to see where, how it develops. I enjoyed it too. I really liked the opening sequence with the Falcon. Uh, oh, that reminded, was fantastic. It reminded me for all the world uh, of, a, of a good James Bond open is what I got from it. Yes, I love the part where he flew through the open doors of the <laughs> helicopter, grabbed the guy, and just, I was like, because he's setting up, I was like, how is it? Oh, here we go. Threads a needle, grabs a dude, missiles flying to the chopper, everybody's dead yeah. except for Sam. I, uh, I was really, I love that they brought George St. Pierre back as Batrock, and I would love to see him pop up as Batrock does and get the shit kicked out of him. As Batrock does. If he's dead, I'm a be- that was my one perhaps disappointment in the show was that Batrock might have died. And that's just how big of a dork I am. But um yeah, but wait a minute. Bucky fell off a train. He didn't die. <laughs> you know. Well, see, and I'll come back to this point in a minute. But um I enjoyed it too. That was that was a, that was absolutely my favorite part was uh-huh. the opening sequence. That's not to slight any of the rest of the show. I love the use of 
of Don Cheadle's War Machine. It's a sounding board for the Falcon. Loved that. Very nice, I, yes. Lo- and I'm, I've never been super high on the Winter Soldier concept overall because there were always two constants in comic bookdom. Uncle Ben and Bucky were going to be dead. So the minute they brought Bucky back, I've been concerned that Uncle Ben's going to show up. Um, uh-huh. But that being said, and my reservations aside, um, I like Sebastian Stan in the role. Mm-hmm. I like the addressing the, the PTSD, the psychological trauma that he did to himself over 40 years. That's a knot to untie. I dig that. Oh, I love the date. How old are you? 106. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes. And see, that's one of those instances where I think some of the uh, the Marvel naysayers will go, oh, that's just a stupid, stupid joke. That's a good joke. No, it's a great joke because he says he, it so offhandedly. And it just <laughs> seems like he's just feeling old when he actually is over 100 years old. It's a great joke. It's oh, got yeah. depth, and but it it's still comes, it lands lightly, but it's a great joke. Oh, yeah. um, and so I liked that. I liked the, the date. I liked him struggling with, uh, with his, oh. his past. Yeah, okay. When he has to tell the old man about uh, his oh, kid, that, that one's going to be brutal. Oh, that one's going to be awful. That's going to be like when Wanda says goodnight to the boys. That's going to be bad. And I, I, yeah, I'm not looking forward to that. I did like, uh, and I know it's not a hint, but it's the only hinted at it in the first episode of, of Baron Zemo showing up. That is going to be a pretty cool moment. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in, Baron Zemo, for those who don't know, and if you don't know, why the hell are you listening to this podcast? Um, is a is a classic Captain America villain. Uh, he sh- wasn't he in one of the movies? Sort of. I thought he was. One, I thought was he was in Civil War. Yes, 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 yes. He was the guy that was questioning him, but but in the comics, he has a different backstory. He's a Nazi, blah de blah de blah, and he he has an accent and he has a mask, and the mask showed up in the in the credits. So I'm curious to see how they tie all that together. Um, cool use of the flag smasher character who was always sort of a second tier Captain America jingoistic villain. I'm curious to see how they do that. Um, I feel sorry for Kurt Russell's kid. Oh, dud. I'm sorry. His name's <laughs> Wyatt, but he, right. he was in another show, uh, Lodge 47, right, you mentioned which you would dig because it's, it's kind of like a mystical Masonic lodge and, you end up falling in love with the kind of the characters because they're right. a screwed up, but uh, his character's name is Dud in that show. <laughs> so, yes, um, it's, you know, and so when U.S. He, agent or just yeah, Dud. <laughs> that's what when he walked out and it was over, uh, my wife turned to me and said, so what's the story there? And I said, well, it re- <laughs> really depends on which version of the, who that is and which version of whoever that is it is. And then the mm-hmm. credits ran and I saw uh, – John Walker. I'm like, oh, so it's a U.S. agent. It still could go either way because that character flip-flops. He's either a good guy or a bad guy, depending on who's writing it. So mm-hmm. what they do with him, if they've got him all juiced up on one of the derivative super soldier serums that uh, messes with his head or what oh. they do what they do with him could also play interestingly and could also lead into a really cool limited show with just U.S. agent because they've done oh, some interesting stories with him as a character, you know, dealing with trying to be the man who took stepped into Captain yeah. America's shoes. Yeah. So, are, are, are they could do a nomad riff. There's a lot of things that they could be setting up with this. So, um, but I'm at curious. the same time, they, they, I thought they were going to set up all kinds of stuff with WandaVision. And then you had what I felt was a rather 
by the numbers ending. Yeah, it was it was just a big slugfest. Yeah, a slugfest, and it kind of everything got resolved. But you know, you you still are kind of like, I want to see more of Jimmy Woo. I want to see more of you know Cat Dennings' character. Um, what are they doing with Monica Rambo? Yeah, even though I could, I never really connected with that with her. Right. You know? it, yeah, but it was a slow build for her secret origin, though. That was kind of the that was kind of the at least the C plot, maybe the B plot through the whole thing was they were building that character. So I'm curious to see if they actually ever do anything with it. it there you go. And that's kind of how I felt. It, it felt like there was all these things that they could have done. But in the end, they just kind of said, okay, uh, I got it. Let's just have them blow up the town, have a fight vision on vision action, um, some hot vision on vision action, in which they discuss philosophy. <laughs> in their minds. In their minds, yeah. <laughs> well, we blew all the money on Paul Bedney's makeup, so let's just have them think it through. Lots of voiceover. <laughs> We're going to do lots of voiceover work. We got a British guy playing the vision. We can do voiceovers. Yeah, it's just, I mean, he's used to it. That's what he's been doing since Iron Man 1, you know? <laughs> well, and then he did, that's kind of what he was in Beautiful Mind. He was just the there we go. character. Um, so there's only six episodes of, <laughs> sorry, that was too, deep, too far of a grab. Uh, so there's only six episodes of Bucky and the Falcon. Really? Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's essentially three movies. It's essentially a movie trilogy. There we go. More or less. Yeah. So... Yeah, Let's well, see what they Wanda do. Vision was half hour episode, so yeah. Yeah, except for the end, because they need except all the, the time to blow shit up. Yeah, that was the special supersized, uh, you know. Very special supersized. The very special supersized where Agatha Hartnett just touches Wanda in a really bad way. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, the aforementioned vision on vision action. All right, so that's our... <laughs> Which now we could use, we could use that to segue into TV shows that have been on the air. <laughs> See, you're getting so good at this. You are getting so good at this. I'm just I'm just leading you into it and letting you take it. This was your topic. Set it up. No, it's okay. So um, I never watched Community when it was on the air, okay. and I I started binge watching it, and it was like okay, this is really first season was fun, second season was fun, third season, I kind of felt like. They, they sort of were like, um, uh, well, I guess we're going to do some more special episodes inside Abbott's head, um, you know. And then, the, then it just kind of limped along for like three half seasons more Right after that. And it was kind of, the more I thought about it, it's like, you know, you've got a show that is school. So it, like any, any show that has kids in it, you know, or is like head of the class or even saved by the bell, there's kind of like a natural limit on how long that show can go. Cause it's like, you can't keep them in high school forever. <laughs> and so my opinion of that was like, okay, well you have in school for four years. They, I don't think that they have that model in mind at the time, but you could have very well easily have done four seasons of it, of, of community and had them all move out at the end of the fourth season and had a really tight, cohesive, you know, start to finish. And you, and you would had Dan Harmon's great story arc where, you know, your characters start, then they have the, the mythic hero's journey. And then at the end, they come out of it changed, but not changed at all, you know? Right, right. 
I, I, so what we're talking about then is, is how long should <laughs> shows go on? Uh, but to touch on community, um, I, I agree. The first season was, and it, it, it was, I would, I don't want to say revelatory, but it was such a change of pace from the office parks and rec, uh, doc, faux documentaries shows that were on NBC around it. Mm-hmm. But it just stood out to me, and I loved, I loved the uh, meta nature of the show. I loved, I mean, the the paintball episode is one of my favorite. Are things phenomenal. Ever. Those are they're, great. They're great. And uh, and my favorite joke of all time is the Beetlejuice joke. You know the Beetlejuice joke, right? Mm-hmm. They went, no, which one? So over the course of the first two or three seasons, they made reference to Beetlejuice one time, a second time. And then they said Beetlejuice a third time. And when they said it the third time, somebody dressed as Beetlejuice walked across behind <laughs> the, uh, the study hall, the, the room in the, in the, the, the guy dressed like Beetlejuice just walked across. It was great. <laughs> You're going, wait, was that Beetlejuice? That. Yeah, well, I mean, it's one of those after the fact things. You go, oh, they said it three times. That's oh, funny. My God. It's funny. <laughs> that's, it that's, that's a great joke. And it's a long setup. But but really smart and really funny. Um, a lot of shows suffer from that. I the most recent one that uh, kind of comes to mind for me is uh, is Modern Family, which I really enjoyed at the beginning. Thought it was uh-huh. really well done. It was different. It took that faux documentary style and kind of used it as a bookend, but didn't really rely on it so heavily. But then we had all the kids. That it it almost always is kid related because yeah, we had. We had the one daughter went to college and failed out, moved into the basement, and the daughter who was super smart went to college, decided to got mono and came home, and then was living in the basement too. I think I, I quit watching after a while. It was just like I can't do this. This makes no sense. And the third kid was a caddy or something, and it was you know, what is happening. And then Jay had another kid, and there's the other death knell when you introduce a, a baby to make up for the fact that the other kids are getting older, the cousin Oliver syndrome. So modern family was definitely a victim of too long at this dance. Oh yeah. I mean, it was one of those where, you know, they talked about like, I mean, as I started watching, I'd go online and read the Wikipedia stuff and read just the general articles and, you know, people's thoughts on it, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's like, they always talked about the fourth season, the gas leak season that was just terrible and I watched it and it's not terrible, but you can tell that because of whatever happened with Dan Harmon, that it affected the cast because the writing I felt was just as good in previous seasons, but the, the, the actors themselves seemed kind of uh, tuned out. Yeah. Well, there was, there was Dan Harmon's issues and then there was the whole Chevy chase was just continues to be a giant asshole all the time. And that sort of, yeah, I think he and Donald Glover got into it, quite frankly, if I remember correctly. It's been a while. But there was a whole thing with Chevy uh, thinking, that, <laughs> shockingly, Chevy thinking the show should revolve around him because um, that yeah. never happens. And uh, <laughs> another you know toxic issue they had to deal with. So, wait a minute. So, Glover went all Bill Murray on him? I think him so. in the face. Well, I think that would have been elder abuse at this point, but uh, there was uh, some definite issues, if I remember correctly, was was Glover, who was kind of like, you know, on the rise, and Chevy was just kind of, eh, mm-hmm. I'm Chevy Chase and you're not still. Um, but yeah, that, I'm, that I'm hurt. I'm Pierce Hawthorne and you're not, yes. <laughs> but yeah, it, it just was one of those where it's like, uh, so after that, then Harmon comes back, and actually those episodes are really good. That fifth season. Is that the Netflix season? No, the the sixth season is the Hulu season or oh, whatever great. season. 
And it was, it it was, the writing is still sharpish, but, but there's, you're now like fishing around for a reason to, to bring everybody back or to keep them around. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, six seasons in community college seems like a stretch. Um, (laughs) Especially when you're in order to make it work, you have to have your, your main cast (laughs) re-enroll. Right. Right. Cause, cause Jeff was there for a very specific purpose. Purpose. And that was the whole thing. As I'm watching, I go, well, this, I mean, again, TV was a little, I mean, it's not that old, but TV was different then. And I'm thinking like the good place, you know, the guy said, I'm only going to do 80 some odd episodes, you know, four little half seasons. And then that's it. That's my story. I'm done. And I thought, well, you know, community could very well have been that same type of show if an NBC was willing to, you know, look at it and say it's, it's critically successful, marginal, you know, marginally, it's profitable. So let's keep it on the air four years. That ties in with their going through and graduating from, from college. And you could have had the same story arc with the same moments of Pierce dying and giving, you know, uh, uh, Troy, the money and all that stuff. And it all would have, it would have worked beautifully. That show would have ended on a note where you would have been like, damn. That was really cool. Yeah, exactly. And instead you get two years of them trying to, you know, pretend that uh, Chang hasn't worn out his welcome. (laughs) That's a one note pony. (laughs) One trick pony. Yeah. Yeah. Although I did enjoy Senior Chang, that was kind of funny. Uh, Senior Chang was hilarious that first season, but then you have to have a reason to keep him around. Yeah, and you make him a student, and it doesn't quite work the same way. And then he just gets weirder. Is there any role that he's ever in that he's not the one note character that they overplay too much? Because we watched—I'd never seen Hangover Two, and. I stopped on it one night and we were watching. I'm like, why are they hanging out with Chang after the first movie? I missed the first 45 minutes. I wasn't real clear on how it all tied. Yeah. Why I understood why they were in Bangkok, but I understand why Chang was involved. And I'm like, wouldn't you be as far away from that guy as possible after the first movie? Uh, that made no sense. But anyway, um, that, that, that's how I felt about him in community. It's like, why would you, uh, another show that suffers from this, and I think it's the last network show I watch at this point. Uh, you've locked up on me. Oh, oh, there you're back. There we're back. So, as, as I said, the the other show that I, I'm, I'm starting to feel like uh, suffers from this, and it's I think the only network show I watch anymore is uh, This Is Us. Um, and I will wow. be, I will admit that I watch it. I I'm not necessarily proud of it anymore, but I'm too far in to give up now. But they, but they, he's already stated that he has, he, 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 he's taking the good place approach. He's got an endpoint, and he's only writing to that endpoint. I think it's season seven and we're on season five, but good Lord, two more seasons of this are going to be a long, a long haul. <laughs> it's, you know, Oh, who's having the, the trauma this week. Uh, and I realized at one point it's because Ken Olin is involved and he was part 30 of 30. Something. Yeah. So it's suffering from some 30 something itis. Which would now be 40-something or 50-something, 60-something. Uh, <laughs> yes, at least. Maybe more. Has anybody seen Timothy Busfield lately to check for – cut him open and check the rings? 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, I, I mean, I actually I enjoyed the show, but the, the last the last two seasons to me, even though when they bring in David Keith, they gave him some good material to work with. <laughs> you know the weirdest storyline that they did that uh, I never quite love, but I could never stop watching was the Troy as the chosen one for HVAC repair. <laughs> the HVAC Messiah. I, <laughs> yes. I don't know where that was supposed to go, but God damn it. You put John Goodman in something weird like that. It's going to work. And it did work. And it was just, yes, it was, that was fun. That it, it was weird. And that was, <laughs> And to me, that was like, okay, you could have for, you know, gone one more season, 20 episodes and, and, and wrapped it up pretty with a bow. Yeah. Yeah. So, so let's think of some other shows that out stay there. Welcome. Uh, uh, Green Arrow. Yeah. Green Arrow. Pretty much all of those shows uh, with the exception okay. of Legends. I will always defend Legends because that kind of is that same thing they just throw whatever the fuck they want at the wall and see what sticks. And, and it's always well, fun. But don't they kind of change the cast up every, I mean, yeah, they've got, a, they, yeah, they've got a few core characters, um, but they do do a fair amount of rotation and they'd usually have some kind of like overarching. It's got that. Oh, was it? Uh, I can't think of the show now, but that overarching theme of like one year it was, was magic this next season supposed to be aliens so oh fun so a couple of them got abducted by aliens in the last season last scene of the last episode of the last season like the big light came down as they were celebrating beating the last big bad guy and up into the spaceship they went so we got to deal with aliens now so i'm I'm hoping we get a david duchovny guest spot at some point um because that would just be the most perfect thing But yeah, uh, Flash. I gave up on Flash. Uh, well, I think those shows have a. I, I think they have a short shelf life because, I mean, if you look at the comic books, you kind of end up, you know, trying to recycle. You know, let's do another Joker story, another Batman, you know, Penguin story, and so forth and so on. And I think those shows just have a point where, after you've gone through like your main A listers that you're like, no one's going to, you know, buy into some of these wacky second or third tier characters unless you can make them really interesting. And so you just kind of naturally run out of steam. And, and that was always a concern I had with Arrow because let's be honest, Green Arrow doesn't have a great rogues gallery. So they by and large just lifted the Batman mythos and cra- grafted it on the Green Arrow. Mm-hmm. You got Ross Al Ghul in the League of Assassins and bunch of other batman things you had uh felicity who was for all intents and purposes oracle you had yeah. diggle was kind of alfred. martian manhunter no no, no. <laughs> he was kind of alfred um he was yeah. the, uh, i mean and he had you know the, the teenage sidekick as his sister they, they largely just grafted batman onto him because they couldn't do batman so they just picked a similar character and did that um the one i'm curious about and and all those shows on the cw ultimately suffer from CWitis. They yes. stop being about the superhero and they start being about the romantic entanglements. And that's when you lose me. I understand sure. there's a, I understand your core demographic. That's what they're looking for, but don't market it as a superhero a, show. Anymore. Exactly. Exactly. I am curious about star girl. I've not watched that one, but I know Jim Gaffigan is voicing uh, John, the Thunderbolt for Johnny Thunderbolt or Johnny Thunder. Okay. 
and they're going to do Eclipso. And I've seen some art of the costume and them. I love Eclipso. So I may have to check that out. Yeah. Yeah. Because they teased Eclipso on uh, Constantine when it was on network television, there was a black diamond and I was like, Oh hell yes. Let's do this. And then (laughs) that got canceled. So, um, so yeah. So I think, I don't think there's much need for any show to go more than five seasons max. If you've got, just a bombshell concept that you could execute perfectly over and over and over. And -hmm. I don't mean repeat the story. I mean, continue to execute your vision in a way that moves it forward and keeps it compelling. And I just, you don't get that with network television because of the restrictions. Well, I think the restrictions, yes. And then the, the, the business model. Yeah. Cause like, again, I look at community and thought, you know, if they were really worried about getting them to a hundred episodes for syndication purposes, you break it up like a psych or something or, or monk, you know, or burn, burn notice for lack, you know, the, the, the USA model mm-hmm. you have, because it's set in a college, you have the fall season and the spring season, and you do a block of 10 or eight episodes and a block of 10 or eight episodes. And I think you could have, if you had started off with that concept and then thrown the show on USA. I mean, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, you're still, you're still as part of Universal. Why not? Uh-huh. Um, I think you could have made a good, I, I just think it went on too long. Like I said, they graduate, they get older, and now you really, um, you know, how do you find compelling reasons for them to actually still be at that community college <laughs> yeah exactly i mean I, I i'm thinking of i'm trying to think of a show that i think uh is an example of it may have gone a little too long or maybe not even that because it's continued to execute on such a high level and the one that jumps into my mind is cheers sure mm-hmm. um because they they let cheers build you don't get that anymore at one point it was the lowest rated show on network television had a cult following. They gave it some room to grow, some room to breathe and it found its audience. And Mm -hmm. then it, it never looked back. And those characters were fun. They evolved, but they didn't change. Yes. Yeah. 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 I could get that one. I mean, I think that's the best way to describe a character like Norm or Cliff. They showed some growth, but they didn't change fundamentally. You had characters come in and come out um and ultimately um it had a pretty satisfying ending when and they knew it was when it was time to go and they left and i think maybe one season too long but i'm even i'm even waffling on that um Mm -hmm. because i still think it executed on a high level all the way to the end well i i remember uh sam when sam appeared on frazier and you know when you talk about they 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 evolve but they don't change is that, you know, you know, he's asking about, oh, what about Norm and Cliff? He goes, oh, yeah, yeah, they're there, they're there. And, and then he asks about Kirstie Alley, and he's like, oh, yeah, she's still at the bar. He goes, oh, yeah, managing? He goes, oh, no, just still at the bar. 
<laughs> I don't remember that, but that's a good line. She joined the crew. I like it. <laughs> I remember him talking about Woody. Uh, and getting married and and <laughs> having kids and friends like oh god they're, they're, it was, was no they're normal they're normal they're they're fine <laughs> it's was, it was like the forrest gump moment is he no he's he's the smartest one in his class okay it was kind of that you know uh so i, I think cheers is a good example of of one that uh that, that didn't out, out say it's welcome um like I think of like like Frazier. Frazier was okay. He 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 stuck it out, but you know there was a time where it was clearly about time to to walk off, and NBC then goes out and renews it for two more seasons. Yeah, um, they did the same thing with the Drew Carey show that they'd kind of reached a point where you, you you've taken these people about as far because Mr. Wick is only going to become more cartoony. Uh, you know, and right. again, they, they, they turn around and they renew it for two more seasons. So it just kind of falls and, apart. After and with that. Frasier, it, I, I think those last couple of seasons, I always used to refer to those as the uh, threes company episodes because there's a misunderstanding hilarity ensues resolution. There was a lot of that toward the end of Frasier. It was just that wacky slap sticky, which was kind of not what the show started out as, which was why I always was kind of disappointed in it there at the end. And then, of course, The Simpsons, which probably well, should have left the airwaves. Uh, the Simpsons is never going away. No, they're, uh, they're going to celebrate their 700th episode, which, by the way, all available on Disney+. Plus. Really? Sit yes, yeah, so you can sit down and watch wow. 350 hours of The Simpsons. Yeah, if you wow. do the math, that's like I'm, nine months. <laughs> oh, Jesus. That's a lot. Finally, of, yeah, that's a lot. That's too much. Wow, that's I'm sure someone will try it. But then somebody goes, talk, you know, Al Jean talks about 700 episodes and a chance to go to a thousand, and you're like, no, no, you, you should because to get to a thousand, you'd have to go for almost 10 more years, you know, at 20 episodes a season. I, it's just not happening. I don't know, man. I, I should it happen? No, will it happen? It Probably. might. It, it might. might. <laughs> just so they can say the only show they might only do a thousand. And just say, <laughs> we're done, but somebody else catch us. You know? Yeah. Good luck. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Our, our our in true Simpsons fashion do nine hundred and ninety-nine. And it just stopped. <laughs> yeah. A little the, the end credits just be family guy waiting on you. <laughs> <laughs> other shows are good examples of well supernatural kind of because the original guy left at like season five and it went for 10 more years yeah i think we you you and i and hunter talked about that because he was a big supernatural guy in the beginning and he said it was only intended to go five and then they just kept renewing it and i've never watched that show should i watch that show should i watch the first five seasons of that show uh, i think if you start watching it you'll become engrossed in it and 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 Yes, you, you'll probably watch it up to about seven or eight, at which point you're less like, my God, I, I, I've spent this much time on this. I also have a kid, though, who's watched uh, all 10 or 11 seasons of uh, Bones, wow. as well as Criminal Minds. So 
you know, seriously there's 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 more to worry about than there's just a the lot umbrella. She's, I got it. she's looking she's she's learning the ins and outs man i think you better hide the sharp knives um <laughs> so there was like down here once working she's watching it and whatever the crime was you're like hey babe that's you realize that's really messed up right <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah. And then or one of the guys at work thinks it should just be called unsub because it's like horrific crime. They come in and within 10 minutes, they're talking about the unsub. Oh, you froze. And I go, on. and it's always the same guy. He's a white male. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. that's. He's always a white male. He's always a loner. He's always, and, you know, they just kind of, it's a different ballet as they present. <laughs> he probably has issues with his mom. It's like, oh, what? He's cutting women up and, you know, dressing them in polka dot dresses and cutting their heads off. Yeah, he's got a problem with his mom. <laughs> well, that's like if you watch SVU at all. And uh-huh. there, just watch the opening credits or the, you know, the weekly credits and you know who the, the the bad guy is who's the biggest name star in the opening credits well they did it let's just see how they get to it <laughs> martin short yeah he's the psycho killer he's the guy. He's yeah the guy. yeah robin williams oh yeah he hacked him up and put him in the basement <laughs> yeah no it's it was a delightful murder i must say <laughs> yeah, <all right. laughs> yeah it's you? not that guy it's not that guy the killer but yeah i mean you don't you just i i i it is fascinating to watch because the psychology of it is so dark, you know, but it's just like I said, the guy at work who's, who thought it should be called unsub. That's good. I go, I go that might've been the original working title. It could have been, could have been. And then they just decided that it wasn't catchy enough. Hey, there was a, wasn't there a, a movie with Michelle Pfeiffer called uh, dangerous minds, criminal minds. There we go. Yeah. Hi. There we go. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, talking about the show Unsub, is there anything that we can really do to sort of jazz that up? Because I mean, it just makes me want a, a hoagie. I don't know. <laughs> hey, Jared available? <laughs> For villain of the week, absolutely. <laughs> For villain of the week, absolutely. There is a, I don't know, it's a funnier dice skit. Maybe it's old, I don't know. Um, but it's it's Good God with God, where God's like a talk show host. <laughs> And okay. one of them is with Jared from the sandwich shop. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he's like, yeah, you know, you, you had a really good run there until, of course, you know, that uh, that thing with the little girls. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Whoa, what do, you, what do you mean there's nothing wrong with that? I mean, they're little girls, you know. <laughs> well, you made them. You made them like that. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it's dark. Or something That's like dark, that. man. Oh, yeah. Uh, Moses complaining that he should have been God, not God. <laughs> okay, I'm going to have to find that. Yeah, good God with God. <laughs> Today's show is brought to you by Bengal Tigers. Uh, I made them. I love them. Check them out. <laughs> That's perfect. That's perfect. All right. Alexander Hamilton is one of his guests. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, TJ was a dick. <laughs> and he like, yeah, I mean, it, it, they're funny. Yeah, I'm looking funny. that up. Um, so I sent you a message earlier. I'm just, I'm segueing off of that now. Uh, I'm thinking about uh, finding a cheap quote unquote oh, celebrity yeah, yeah, yeah. to get us a, a slurp toast drop right now. My leading contender is, uh, is Chavo jr. He, I can get a cameo from him for 39 bucks. <laughs> Orale, slurp toast. <laughs> oh, what's wrong? Oh, nothing. Oh, that's very cool. Sorry. Um, you know, the guy that I did the, uh, the, the wrestling things for, Cyrus. Yes, yes. 
who um, I guess maybe I connected through Hunter or through John. Yes. Uh, um, Part of that Tennessee yeah. uh, wrestling mafia, I believe. I believe you're correct. Um, he, he sent me a note basically saying that his podcast was going to be hosted on some platform. So. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. We'll find out what it is and we'll plug it. Well, yeah, which was the platform or his show? <laughs> the show and the platform. Where, where, what's the show's name and where's it going to be? We'll give it a plug. Okay. Well, let's see. We got, uh, have you heard of ad free shows? It's the biggest wrestling podcast. Huh. Okay. Huge, huge industry. Picture on a cartoon. Oh, wait a minute. When the hell did that come through? Boy, I never saw that. Shit. <laughs> okay. I'm going to work on a Forrest Griffith for him next. Nice. I got a great illustration somewhere in my sketch pads of, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's just ears. It's all ears. It's, yeah. It's all ears. <laughs> Very simian, though, all Forrest is. Um, it is. It, my character is like this long cylinder with these big jug ears. There it is. That's Forrest Griffith. <laughs> yep. You got it. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do some more looking on Cameo. Some of them are out of my price range, but you know, if I could find a couple of inexpensive ones to get a couple of drops, that would be kind of fun. That would be fun. Then we could do the drops like John did his drops, you know. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <I've>, <laughs> hey, Chavo Guerrero, we're talking to you on slip toes. That's not what you think, man. I actually meant to go look before I went up, before we came on to see if Matt Stairs was available because that'd be a bargain at any <laughs> price. I will find oh. out. You would make me so happy. <laughs> hey, everybody, this is the fat man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, did, I, 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 I was just scrolling in one of the categories. May categories. not call himself the fat man, but... <laughs> Well, if we ask him to, he might. Uh, we're, we're paying for it, so um. well, you know, it's it's kind of like if you go to Vegas and Pete Rose is signing. Yes. It's like, what will he sign? Oh man, for hundred bucks, he'll do whatever you want. So it's like, so if I said take the points, Pete Rose, he would do that. Yeah, yeah, I probably would. <laughs> it's like one that says, "I bet on baseball." So <laughs> it's like, okay, Pete, have it. Uh, bet the spread, Pete Rose. <laughs> Always take the points. Always take the points. And since we're bringing everything back to baseball, as we do, week, as we next week, I will be at the last next uh, spring training game for the Royals. Is that there in KC? I will be in Arizona. Oh, fall. Oh, Cactus League. Uh, and, and doing it a bit of a baseball twofer. I will, we will catch the last uh, home, the last spring training game. Mm-hmm. And then three days later, Home opener. Uh, in KC. Sorry. Yeah, home opener would be in Kansas City. That is how that works. Sorry. It's been a long day. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. <laughs> nice. I've only, I've went to a uh, spring training game uh, in Florida, as it turns out. it was a, And it was turned out to be pretty fortuitous. It was uh, St. Patrick's Day, and it was a oh. Red Sox uh, spring training game. So Great. So did you get yourself the green Red Sox I have hat? the green hat. I have, the, I have a green Dodgers hat somewhere. <laughs> I wore it last Wednesday on our on our way to Galveston because it was St. Patrick's Day. So I, I always break it out on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. So one day a year when I wear it. But yeah. That was kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. I got to see Cubs White Sox and I hate the White Sox. And this is when Weinrich, I, I sent pictures to Weinrich as I'm like down there next to the dugout. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 it's, it's, uh, 
Uh, it's like uh, Bryant and Zobrist and I forget who the other one is. So I take a picture of them, you know, like the big three from the Cubs. And, and I, I was like, I go, you know, I'm trying to watch a baseball game and these three losers won't move. <laughs> and Weidrich is like, where are you? I'm like, really? Isn't it obvious? <laughs> Can somebody call Dusty Baker over here to ruin their arms so they'll sit down? Yeah, yeah, the kid's gassed at 120 pitches, but I'm going to have him come out for the eighth. <laughs> if he struggles, we'll leave him in. It we'll builds character. Him. Best way to get through it is just fight your way through the pain. <laughs> it's like Dusty, the kid's arm is just dangling. It's, it's like the old guy pitching in Bull Durham. You're not Bull yeah, uh, major, major leagues. leagues. You know, that old guy's like, I still got it, coach. And you're like, really? <laughs> I pitched a bullpen session just for fun, uh, you know, and uh, you were pitching worse than I was. And I was coming back from a stroke and a pacemaker. So. <laughs> well, while you're at spring training next week, I will be uh, with my oldest son watching Kong versus Godzilla in the theater. By God, I'm not watching it on TV. I refuse. Big monkey on screen. I bought tickets this morning. Uh, for the big theater and as when i bought the tickets this morning we had the only two seats sold so keep hope alive we may get a private screening uh you gotta love it we saw the one with uh, chaos walking that's uh liam neeson tom holland oh okay and uh sounds like a liam neeson movie yeah it does sound like it but we got the preview for kong versus godzilla and uh I'm sure it'd be fun to watch the monkey beat the lizard, but uh, my reaction to the, it was even with eight people in the theater, they got the, the preview got done. I was like, Oh, good God. <laughs> oh, I'm not expecting Oscar caliber performances of any sort, but I love King. You know, I love a good monkey and by oh, God, yeah. King Kong with a giant ax. Oh, come on. I'm totally going to see that. At, well, you kind of yeah, the moral imperative type of thing. Yeah, exactly. It's it's a it's a moral. I just I just, I just feel bad for the for the uh, the actors. Let's get Kong. It's like no, no, no. <laughs> that never works out. You're, you're leafing through the script and you're like, let's get Kong. Well, they are paying me. <laughs> the check's cleared. <laughs> let's see what we can do with this. This must uh, feel, This is what it feels like to be Nick Cage. <laughs> I uh, yeah. <laughs> I did. I was just flipping through HBO Max the other day just to see what. And they have uh, the original King Kong, the the original one. Uh, they also have the Jeff Bridges 1977 one, which was the first one I ever saw. And I'm seriously yep. thinking of watching that this weekend in preparation and pretending the Jack Black one doesn't exist. <laughs> Poor Jack Black. The man's got issues. <laughs> Well, that's not so much Jack Black's fault as it was Peter Jackson's fault for putting a reel of Jurassic Park in the middle of King Kong. Yes, yes. Or <laughs> yeah. the last one with, oh my God, Skull Island. I like that one. I won't lie. I enjoyed that one. I've watched it two or three times. I love Samuel L. Jackson okay. as, the, as Kurtz fighting the monkey. I, you know, just... <laughs> It really is. I mean, it's Apocalypse Kong is what it is. <laughs> Send it in. Have it retitled. <laughs> Be part of the the Kaiju universe or whatever the hell they're making <laughs> over there. <laughs> oh, oh. Mecha Godzilla versus Mothra versus Kong versus Dracula versus 
<laughs> the mummy i don't know <laughs> oh please for the love of god never watch the tom cruise mummy movie that was a giant was it bad it was a steaming pile of garbage oh my god <laughs> just watch the brendan fraser ones hey Kristen loves those so those are is, fun so. yeah they are fun they are fun um and when was the last time a tom cruise movie was fun i actually like the mission impossible movies <laughs> okay i got the first one pissed me off so bad it took me a long time to come back around but i did i let me see a couple of the other ones and they weren't bad but yeah. no i i actually ghost protocol was uh, enjoyable i mean they're they're ridiculously over the top but I, I i have to say i i do like them that's fair i can't say and that. maybe it's oh, simon Pegg and ving rames that i like i don't know that, <laughs> see, that's a winning combination no matter what you do it's a stan and ollie for our times Seriously, I just want Ving Rhames a fastball special Simon Pegg one time. That would be cool. <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oof. <laughs> right into the side of an open helicopter door so I can bring it all the way around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he grabs the girl out the other side. And then Tom Cruise swings in and saves everybody. Gently lays him down on the ground. While he hangs inches from the floor himself. Yes, that's exactly right. What they Before the thing gets caught in the, the blades and he gets ziplined out of there. <laughs> Ooh, didn't see that death coming. <laughs> Is this the end of Ethan Hunt? Yeah. <laughs> There's no coming back from that. Did you not see Raiders of the Lost Ark? <laughs> no, unless you're going to, you know, bring him back Jigsaw style and the Punisher. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to be the villain from here on out. <laughs> yes, yes, he does. You know, I was hoping to have gotten it. Uh, did not get it today, but uh, Funko, this week maybe could end on this, but Funko did a Moon Knight zombie pop. Tell me more. Yes, it's 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 it. You know they they they've been doing the Marvel zombie. Funko is great, but I think in certain lines, Marvel being one of them, they've basically run out of characters. You right. know? and so they've been doing all these alternates. And one of the things they started doing was the Marvel zombies. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, some of them are very cool, but they they released uh, one on the site, Funko exclusive. Moon Knight Zombie, and uh, I was hoping to have had it today. We'll have it next time. That's a, that, I will that, have it next time. That was a moral imperative, as we like to discuss. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So he's the traditional Moon Knight garb with the red skull teeth and green wounds all over the place. Nice. Yes, they also have a, one I saw the other day that I thought I almost bought because of the ridiculousness of it was Zombie Modoc. Okay, I think I saw a picture of that one, and I thought, if I ever see that, I'm buying it. I'm not going out of my way to buy it, but if I ran into it. <laughs> yes, so if I'm at a Target or GameStop and it's there, then yes. Then yes. I might Because I'm looking at it going, oh, I've bought too much shit like this on a, on a lark that, that you know I end up having to sell later. So maybe I won't do it, but that's actually pretty cool. <laughs> if you're going to do a zombie character, Modoc is a good way to go. <laughs> It's a giant zombie head <laughs> on a floating chair. On a floating chair. <laughs> One of the Voice boys, back. Pat Nozzle. That's it. I can always he sit here and I'll hear Pat Nozzle <laughs> talking out of it, even if he's not. Um, <laughs> yeah. One of the boys went to, uh, I believe it was GameStop. No, Hot Topic. 
and they saw the uh, Marvel Luchadors, um, yes. which are kind of fun. Um, I haven't they seen one that, they... <laughs> that knocks me out just yet, but I'm hopeful. Uh, if, uh, the Deadpool one isn't too bad. Okay. Uh, the, the Chimichanga de Muerte, <laughs> as I believe his wrestling name. Um, <clears throat> Funko has another line of, uh, of, of toys called sodas. They have soda and they have pop. You know, oh, I find I see it amusing. As, I see. What I, always, yeah, you have people like I don't understand why they call them sodas. It's like soda pop. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me again how you spend or when I just buy Grails. Anyway, um, yeah, but they're they're kind of cool and they've done they've they've done the same characters as little tiny basically PVC. Um, oh wait a minute! <laughs> you have one, don't you? I have one close at hand. Hang on. Watch as Steve walks across the room to locate the toy in question. He's back now. Let's see what he's brought us. There we go. Here's what we can do. I was narrating narrating your journey. (laughs) He walks across the basement. Um, So anyway, soda, they are packaged like this. Oh, nice. In a thing that looks like a soda can, which is actually is, is actually very cool packaging. Great yes. art. Very cool art. Yes. And this is the uh, El Hero Invincible. Invicto. Invicto. Invicto, which of course everyone knows is Spanish for, I don't know, um, the Invincible Hero. Infected, I don't. It is, it, it is Spanish for the, in, in, the infected uh, sandwich. which tracks for mexico city but that's another story yeah (laughs) but anyway they're kind of cool so the the characters i i I bought two hoping to get a chase didn't get a chase but i left it they come in the great can and they're bagged blind bagged which is silly because inside you get this wonderful little pog oh that's very cool Okay. Love so that. Got, that. That's actually cool. And this is why a lot of the don't take them out of the bags because if there's a chase, the pog will say you found the chase. Ah, okay. Instead of the infected sandwich. <laughs> I think this and episode, this episode things, might now be called the infected sandwich. <laughs> infected sandwich. Steve gets headphones and translates all your favorite Spanish phrases for you. <laughs> it translates to the infected sandwich. Sandwich. <laughs> El hero invicto. Um, I'm pretty sure somebody may take issue with that. <laughs> yeah, well, let's hope. So anyway. Cancel us, please. There we go. So yeah, so it comes in just hand and the cans are actually they're solid there. I can I can Steel hear the cans. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you ultimately, as you take them all out, you end up with the infected hero. Oh, that's very cool. Uh, back detail. That's <laughs> yep. a, that is a solid luchador. Yes. Oh, no, that's really cool. Uh, this is something pop collectors will never, ever see in their lives, and that's the back of the figure. <laughs> uh, because you have to take these out of their packaging in order to see the back of the figure. Um, <laughs> that's funny <laughs> but yeah so i mean whoops 
Um, well, he's no longer in mint condition. I know. I got, I got eye prints all over him. Um, but no, they, they're actually fun. I mean, so you can tell they're only, what, like three inches tall? Um, you know, not that big around. Is it I just think, the one luchador or are there other luchadors? Yes, they've done um, the – okay, so if you've, if you've seen the others in stores, <clears throat> they've done Venom. So they've done Iron Man, Venom, Spider-Man, and the Hulk have come out in this form. Oh, in that form. Okay. In that form. Now, in, in the Lucha line, they've done uh, Captain Marvel, Hulk, Iron Man, Venom, Spider-Man, uh, what's-his-face, Deadpool. Right. Uh, in this a- line, they're going to do Spider-Man, I'm sorry, Iron Man, Venom, Spider-Man, Hulk, Captain America, and Galactus. Ooh, as Galactus, a as a luchador, Galactus has the Infinity Belt. Oh, that's the one I want. <laughs> that's the one I want. <laughs> I want Galactus the luchador. I must have that. Are those that out one now? actually? Is it out now? Uh, it's close. Okay. Some people already have them. They're you know selling them online in hand. Um, hmm. As if I might know where to look for one. Hmm. Yes. <laughs> Tomorrow while I'm at work. Yes, and I mean, the, the, the other fun thing they've done about this is that, like, um, you have a one out of six chance at, like, a chase figure. So for these guys, it's a metallic paint job. The masks and, you know, all the clothing are all metallic. Um, some of them, it's a color version and a black and white version. Um, there's a Chester Cheetah, which, by the way, is killer sculpt. Um, but the, the chase is glow-in-the-dark. Which I think as, is actually, well, actually as, just, as it should. I was going to say, it's just covered in Cheeto dust then. <laughs> That's right. You get a bat, you turn your fingers orange. <laughs> Goddamn chase. <laughs> Tasty chase. Tasty chase. Tasty chase. There's a dick dastardly one. It's actually I'm so cool. glad you said dastardly. Dick <laughs> <laughs> dastardly. But the, the, the chase for that one is actually kind of funny because they, they did this little pattern that kind of looks like um, like little like the Gucci or the, I don't know, the, one of the, 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 you know, the, the handbag patterns. Right. On, on the coat, on, on nice. his own trench coat. So, and, and they painted the buttons orange. So he really looks pimped out because he's got that big fluffy rerun <laughs> type of hat kind right. of thing. <laughs> I don't know what you call it, like a, an overstuffed jockey's hat. I just, but, I'm just uh, so happy you made a reference to what's happening before we were done. <laughs> the rerun hat, uh, <laughs> perfect and perfect for our for our demographic. Oh yes, indeed. All right, <laughs> I don't think we're going to do better than a rerun reference, my friend. Probably not, no. <laughs> All right. Well, let's call this. Uh, this has been episode 18 of Slurp Toast, a podcast. I've yes. been Bruce. I've been Steve. Brought to us by the 2012 Funko product catalog, which I found when my wife and daughter moved all my shit to the basement. <laughs> And there you have it, the lives we live. Uh, we will see you in two weeks, kids. And until then... Bye. <laughs> That's right. Well, 